Welcome to Dig Deep, the mining podcast. In this podcast, we go deep into mining news, hot topics, and live interviews with mining professionals and leading figures in the mining industry. Introducing your host, Rob Tyson, founder and director of Mining International and Mining International Executive, a leading global mining recruitment and headhunting agency. Welcome back, mining community. Hope everyone is well. We have another episode. And today we are speaking to Joel Freudman, who's the CEO and co-founder of True Precious Metals Corp, listed on the TSX Venture. Uh, they are a junior expert, explorer, drilling for gold in the higher prospect, central Newfoundland gold belt. Um, Joel has a background in securities, M&A, and in corporate law, with a focus on mining, um, obviously with a focus on mining. Um, he currently serves as the CEO and director of both public and private mineral exploration companies and also is the president of Resurgence Capital Corp, a Toronto merchant bank focused on undervalued microcapitalization uh, Canadian public companies. Um, and Joel's here today to talk about true precious metals. So um, that's welcome, Joel, to the podcast. How are you doing, Joel? I'm doing well, Rob. Thanks for having me here. Now, and I appreciate your time as well. So um as we always start these podcasts off wondered if you can give us a uh, background about yourself about your career um obviously we were just speaking off air and you were telling me a little bit about your background but for those um audience that are listening all around the world um i wondered if you can give us a, a summary of your uh, of your career i think my professional background is probably quite unique in the microcap mineral exploration space as you mentioned, I'm a securities and mergers lawyer by training, uh, several years in private practice, a focus on junior mineral exploration companies. So as their lawyer doing things like private placements, go public events, property option agreements, JVs. And then I moved in-house to work with a couple of different large financial institutions here in Canada, one of them being Royal Bank of Canada. So you know, some of your listeners, listeners will be familiar with them. Um, where I was working as legal to wealth management. So I've really kind of seen the whole corporate finance capital markets chain from issuers being set up, you know, raising money to go public, becoming a public mineral exploration company, and then doing deals in the space and exploring their property. Turns out it all culminated in now me, you know, setting up and running true precious metals. Uh, I do that through uh, my merchant bank, as you mentioned, Resurgent Capital. So, you know, we, we work on things like go public, shell restructurings, uh, financings, M&A, and true precious metals. Uh, was really created about a year and a half ago in in late 2020 when some of our large shareholders suggested we look into acquiring properties in uh, in central Newfoundland. There was kind of a you know it seemed like the beginnings of a gold rush there. There was a company called Newfound Gold One Public. They had some crazy uh, high gold grades in their drilling, and so they did an IPO and the stock started to go up and and it became you know a modern day gold rush in the province. And you know, I was already involved with uh, with what's now true. It was fairly inactive. We were looking for a good project to sink our teeth into, and so we picked up one property. And the kind of things have really uh, snowballed from there. But it certainly, you know, and we'll get into that over the course of the, the podcast. But I think the professional background has helped the whole way through from just a whole uh, a whole number of perspectives. I mean, my understanding of the capital markets, both in terms of how to execute deals, how, how to approach regulatory processes, how to run a compliant public company. I think those are definitely differentiators relative to most junior pub codes run by, you know, geologists or, or perhaps ex-brokers. And in addition, um, you know, the, the understanding of the industry, having seen it from the legal side, 
uh, I think is useful because I'm familiar with the contracts and the structures that you would typically see in transactions. Uh, and of course, supported by a team that, you know, I've built up over the last year and a half. So that I'm surrounded by the right technical expertise, you know, geologists, other professionals uh, and a whole staff. So it's been a long winding road really to get here running, running true, but very excited to, to be here and, and how far we've come. Yeah, certainly. Um, and I wonder if you can just tell us about uh, True Precious Metals. Um, obviously, you mentioned that you sort of recently joined them, um, probably over a couple of years. So just wonder if you can just tell us a little bit about the journey and about the company. Yeah, well, uh, so I have, I'm one of the co-founders of True Precious Metals. Um, it, it was late 2020 when we picked up our first property. Um, Gander West property is kind of early stage. If things really snowballed from there because what, what's interesting is when you pick up, a, I guess, there wasn't a lot of new uh, interest on Newfoundland in recent years. It's just kind of been overlooked. It's on the east coast of Canada for, for those of your listeners who are not familiar with it. So it's a bit of like an overlooked province. Uh, it's an island. So it's way out on the east of Canada, but it's like blessed with mineral riches. So we picked up one property and all of a sudden all these prospectors start emailing me and calling saying, hey, like you want to buy our other properties because they see there's a, you know, a gold rush and a general commodities rush. So then we started using our stock as acquisition currency and picked up, you know, a number of properties of increasingly large size as well as degree of advancement. So we started moving away from grassroots properties, which are, of course, the highest risk to buy properties that had seen historical exploration, ideally historical drilling. So you're not just kind of guessing, you can you already know whether or not there was historical gold hits. Um, and so over the course of late 2020 and into early 2021, that was really the start of the build out. And you know, I've been the CEO the entire time. Um, we did five property deals in the span of five months to get started between September 2020 and January of 21. Uh, each one you know, more advanced than, than the prior property. I uh, worked on building out a team together with, you know, help and referrals through uh, through some of our large shareholders, uh, put together kind of a proper corporate structure, uh, both in terms of like support and other personnel you need to run a business and a public company, but of course, most importantly, the exploration team. So, uh, you know, we got uh, a number of geologists on the team and I can probably get into the, them a bit, their background a bit further, but really two different guys running our exploration program, both of whom have over three decades of experience. They're both Newfoundland based, like we have boots on the ground where we're operating, which I think is another kind of differentiator. A lot of mining companies are run from afar. We have the members of our executive team and our entire exploration team physically living in Newfoundland. Uh, they're a drive away, a quick drive away from one of our properties. And you can do a, a, an intraday drive to our main project, the, the Golden Rose project to our flagship. So, you know, we built out the team, acquired the properties and things really kind of hit an inflection point to start of last year. And we signed up a deal with TSX listed Altius Minerals. They have about a 700 million, 800 million market cap. They're very, very savvy, Newfoundland based, you could say project generator and royalty company. Uh, it's not that they're early stage, they're very established. And they had this, this land, the Golden Rose project, and that certainly warrants its own you know, discussion. Um, but it was ideally situated, it's between two gold deposits. And they were looking for a junior to farm out the project uh, because they, they tend to acquire land in bad times. So they acquire good land in bad times. And then when the mineral exploration business is picking up, they'll farm those out to juniors so that the juniors take on all the risk of having to finance the project and, and conduct exploration, you know, drilling and whatnot. So we convinced them that we would be a suitable choice to lead the exploration efforts uh, and financing efforts related to the Golden Rose project. We signed our option deal January, 2021. 
We had to go through a major regulatory process because the transaction was very significant for our size and stage of development. Not, not a problem causing one, but uh, certainly like a significant regulatory review for the size of transaction. And we closed on that in May of 2021. Uh, alongside that, we also did a significantly oversubscribed financing, raised three and a half million dollars uh, when I think we we're initially targeting two plus. So way oversubscribed, got a lot of money, a lot of interest in, including some institutions. We followed that on very quickly in June of 2021 with, uh, with another $3.5 million financing. And this time we got some heavyweights. It was an all-institutional round. That Eric Sprott's now our largest shareholder because of that. We brought in a couple of flow-through funds, which are like tax-advantaged investment vehicles focused on mineral exploration. So, you know, raised $7 million bucks in, in pretty short order, acquired a major property from a TSX-listed company. And now we're really into the business of mineral exploration. I would say as of last, kind of May, June is when we really set out to, to explore our Golden Rose project. And so the last, at this point, nine-ish months have been focused on exploring and developing Golden Rose. Um, you know, I'm quite happy with the team we've got. We're well capitalized. So the focus is really, you know, get the work done on the project and see what we've got underneath the ground, which so far has been, you know, solid. And we're hoping to prove it up and really ideally identify new discoveries that are the catalyst for real upside and broader market recognition. Okay. Um, so what's the, what differentiates uh, True from sort of other TSX venture listed junior minor explorers? Uh, for, for your listeners who are familiar with TSX Venture or also perhaps like the LSE AIM or, you know, the kind of junior exchanges, I mean, without going into detail, I'm sure people, frankly, have been you know, probably burned by all kinds of different interesting ventures or are just used to the kind of more fluid nature that in which some of these companies are run. Well, I think True Precious Metals is different on a, on a number of levels, which are significant differentiators for us relative to the field. Um, number, I mean, number one, the real place to start is the property. So everyone likes to talk up their property. I mean, we, I, again, I'd like to certainly get into it in more detail, but even as a, a soundbite, we are, we are on a key geological corridor. So we're in like kind of the right street in a, in a neighborhood in which there's only two other neighbors, two other sizable neighbors, both of them have gold deposits. So on one side, there's a 4 million plus ounce gold deposit. On the other side, there's a 840,000 ounce gold deposit. And the, the only real like significant company of size in between them is us. So we control some prime real estate. So, I mean, that, that's really the sales pitch for the, the property. Um, but the property is number one because you're ultimately no matter what else, you know, the property is the property, right? That's the real value driver of the company. I think in terms of the pieces that surround that and why you would, you know, choose to invest in or follow our company relative to the hundreds of others out there, in addition to the property, well, I think, you know, we've got a very strong professional team to, to attack the property as best we can. So, you know, myself, like I mentioned, I'm a securities and mergers lawyer. I'm the CEO, uh, our, our chair of the board, also a securities and mergers lawyer. Our CFO, she's a, an accountant, of course. She started her career of nine years at PricewaterhouseCoopers. So like, this is not a, you know, rent a CFO who we just pulled for the cheapest amount. We have like a proper CFO. Our, our exploration team is, is rock, rock solid, I guess you could say. Our vice president of property development, Barry Green, he, he's well-respected in Newfoundland and I'd say the industry. He's got over th 30 years of experience in mineral exploration, lives a drive away from one of our properties. Um, and he's kind of been, he's been an executive at a junior mineral exploration public company. He's worked in consulting, like technical consulting. Um, so he's kind of worked in industry and the consulting side. I, you know, I think he's done some consulting work as well, kind of personally on properties. 
So, so he's really seen the range of roles in the industry and very familiar with Newfoundland geology. And he's supported by our exploration manager, Pierce Bradley. We actually recruited him away a year ago from a company developing a gold mine in Newfoundland. So, you know, the guy in charge of our exploration is familiar with what it takes to put a gold mine into production. We pulled him onto our team, which we're fortunate to have him. Works like an animal. He's also a PGO, also has over three decades of experience, you know, also based in central Newfoundland near our projects. You've got a team of professionals running a $10 million market cap, um, you know, public company. And that's, that's not to overlook the, the rest of the team we have across corporate communications, corporate, like admin, capital markets. We have, a, we have a very solid team across all the functional areas of the business. And I see this and our team sees this as a business. It may be non-revenue generating, but ultimately, you know, we, we're building a company around what we hope proves up to be a trophy asset. And so in order to do that, you have to have the right structure and the right people that we can effectively deploy the capital we've raised from our investors to hopefully generate a return for that for those investors through discovery. Uh, and I think on that point, you know, I just also add in terms of other differentiators, I think we have a very capital market savvy team. I'd say almost all of our people and certainly all of our execs have public company experience as directors, officers, um, you know, and certainly even at the employee level, many of these people have worked for public companies as employees before. So people are familiar with the sensitivities around time and confidentiality of public companies. Uh, and also maybe the last one, which is perhaps my favorite point to touch on, we're, we're a highly acquisitive mining company. I love doing m and I, I love doing deals. This is reflected in our track record. You know, like I mentioned, we did five property acquisitions in about five months at the start of True Precious Metals. Well, in addition, in June of last, May, June, July of last year, when we closed our option deal to, to acquire Golden Rose, we rattled off probably half a dozen property deals in the span of two or three months. It, it, the pace was breakneck. Part of the reason that's a high number is we could stake as well. So I include staking in there, but it also included, you know, an option agreement with a third-party vendor. We did a number of acquisitions from third-party vendors. So we were kind of firing on all cylinders to rapidly consolidate and accumulate land around the, the initial property package we were given, because we do fundamentally believe in the property and that we'll find a good discovery, if not, if not more than one, somewhere on the property. And so we thought, look, this is a gold rush. People are snapping up kind of land wherever it's available. We like our land position. Let's aggressively, you know, buy. I look at this as real estate, right? You want to own the best land. So we already liked the land we got. We snapped up everything we could in the surrounding area so far. At this point, there's, there's kind of limited what, what's left for us to acquire. Um, you know, we've since made some good geological discoveries early stage on some of the land we've acquired. So it tells me it was right to move so aggressively on acquisitions. Um, and I think that's a differentiator is, you know, we're consolidating the main property. Um, True's flagship Golden Rose property is in what, one of the arguably the hottest jurisdiction in obviously North America, uh, the province of Newfoundland on uh, Canada's east coast. Um, between two much larger companies, as, as you've obviously mentioned, uh, with significant gold deposits, uh, Lang Marathon Gold, uh, Matador Mining. Um, why do you like the property? Um, and what are the advantages to mineral exploration in Newfound, got, uh, Newfoundland, as opposed to, say, Africa, or maybe even Asia, or even South America? So, I mean, the bit... As for gold and rose, why we like it, I have touched on it a couple of times, but I think to, to give maybe a more fulsome answer, um, I'm not sure if I could uh, bring up an image. Maybe maybe we can put up an image or something after the fact, but 
again, so I look at this as, you know, there's a geological aspect to mineral exploration, which is what's under the ground. And for me as a more deals guy and running the company, I see it as kind of a real estate play. We want to lock up as much land as possible to increase our odds that there's a, there's a discovery waiting to be found somewhere on the property. So there's a, there's this, uh, there's a structural corridor to be technical. There's a structural corridor or fault zone that runs through Newfoundland, Southwest to Northeast. But you know, if you're less technically oriented, you could say, okay, there's a, there's one, there's a really good street in Newfoundland, a geological street, and it runs like this. And so on the bottom of the street is a company called Matador Mining. And they are ASX listed. They have 50, 60 million market cap. And they have 840,000 ounces of, of gold, like known deposits. So these are compliant, like they tested up. So their, their deposits kind of stretch a little bit on their part of the street. Um, and then there's True. And then on the other side, and I'll go back to gold. This is True's Golden Rose project. And then up here, we have Marathon Gold. They're TSX listed, 700 to 800 million market cap. Uh, they have Franco Nevada has a royalty on them. Like, you know, they're big time development stage company and they have 4 million ounces sprinkled all along their part of the street. It's like a string of pearls. There's a bunch of deposits of varying size all along the property. So if you have these deposits on either side of us, actual land position as well as actual deposits, it's reasonable to infer, although we of course can't guarantee, but this is our thesis, that this string of pearls continues all the way through our property. And we have 45 kilometers of strike length between those two properties. We're, we're the three biggest companies in the area. It would seem to us like there's potentially two, there's like a side street or a splay zone that runs through our property as well as this main shear zone. So in total, we have about 45 kilometers of strike length between those two major uh, or larger companies, as well as an additional 20 kilometers or so that it kind of splays off on this property. So we think we have about 65 kilometers on our property to explore that have geological conditions suitable for hosting gold deposits and potentially base metals actually uh, to the northeast of our property in the northeast of our property so uh, you know again to on a geological perspective the geology is favorable for there to be uh, mineralization hosted on our property we do know there's some mineralization based on work we've already done and historical but in addition um on a real estate basis is like we control a lot of land in the area and there's really only two other big guys in the area so you got to think that if, if like a marathon gets picked off there's only so many other companies that company that larger companies would look at to acquire to get this land position and no one can take our land you know we will finance it we will develop it we will move it forward as far as we can and if someone eventually would want to pick us off you know terrific at, at, at a, the right price for our shareholders but meanwhile you know we've snapped up as much land as we can we're going to continue to look for any tuck-ins we can do um because we're in the right area you know we're between the two biggest houses on the street and we have the smallest house which means it's the cheapest and most affordable and you have the best upside you know, valuation potential if you want to close the gap. So we really, really like the land position, the geology of the property and Newfoundland relative to, again, probably like LSE investors, for example, would be more familiar with places like Africa, the frontier jurisdictions, Newfoundland, um, you know, it's, although it's under the radar, it's part of Canada and you can say what you will about Canada, but like Newfoundland is politically stable, uh, a very good mineral lands department. They're highly responsive. You can get someone on the phone same day. They have a proper mineral recording registry. There's great infrastructure. Trans-Canada Highway runs through, not only through the entire province, but there's a there's a high, like a provincially maintained highway that cuts right through our property. So like no one's parachuting into the Amazon here to do, you know, exploration programs. Like you can drive there from a town in a couple hours and you're on and you're on our flagship property. There's a hydro line that runs through. So if you're talking down the road of building it to a mine, you know, if there was enough discoveries to warrant it. You've already got hydro to the property, you know, the access to a skilled labor force in the province of Newfoundland, a lot of geos there. 
um, because they have oil and gas as well as mining in the province. Uh, really, I, like ideal place to explore. Everyone speaks English. Rule of law exists there. So really like an ideal province in which to explore. And we're very fortunate. And even me personally, I've been out there a couple of times. Easy flight uh, for me from Toronto. So easy to check in our team, see the property myself, you know, eventually bring out like analysts, bankers, that kind of stuff. Um, ideal place in which to explore. And I think we have one of the best real estate positions within the province. Um, true announced the completion of obviously the, the drill program at the start of this year, which is uh, 2022. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, and have you been releasing results as you've been finding them? Yeah, the, I get into this on every single interview. There was a, a very frustrating period where all the drill assay labs were backed up. Uh, there's really only one assay lab in Newfoundland and everyone was doing crazy drilling over the last year and, and still ongoing because it is a gold rush and a general you know, commodities boom. So the labs have been backed up. We're finally starting to get results with more regularity. Um, we completed our drilling program on time, pretty close to on budget. There were some weather issues, so it's slightly uh, smaller than we expected. We still wrapped it up before the end of last year rather than incur cost overruns and have it drag. We got a couple of results at the start of the year. We announced those in January. We've rolled out a, a bunch more results throughout March. So we try to uh, release results in batches once we have a rough idea of, you know, putting together a picture of the results we're seeing. It does take time for them to come in from labs. But at this point, we've released about half the program, uh, you know, and we're working to put together the, the assays we have back in a sensible fashion to present to the market so they can kind of see what we're seeing at the project. Um, there's two main areas that we drilled on the property, one called Woods Lake Gold Zone, where there was historical drilling hit gold. So, you know, we knew we'd get hits there. So far, we're nine for nine based on hitting gold and drill holes, uh, uh, you know, as publicly disclosed. I think that's our, uh, another differentiator is like, we actually have gold and we continue to hit it. It's a very good start. Um, and then we have another area called King George Fourth. Uh, this is the first time it's ever been drilled. And there we're actually hoping to, it'd be great to see some gold. There's also some indication though that we may see like little bits of copper. So that's kind of a neat uh, new area that, that's, that hasn't been explored before. Um, and that's kind of how the drill the drill results are coming out so far. We'll probably still have some over the next few weeks as we get back to the rest of our uh, batches. Um, what are the two um, top two to three major catalysts for True um, during this year, 2022? Uh, Given that we're mineral exploration, the top, to me, the top catalyst has to be exploration with a view to making a discovery or multiple discoveries. So to that end, we're doing proper geological science to determine what it is we have on the property. Like the property, Golden Rose, it's so huge, uh, could take two-ish years just doing surface level work to try and get a good handle on the surface of the property. So we already, like I said, we started doing work last summer. At this point, now that we've gone through our maiden drill program there, we're currently running an IP survey. So that's like a geophysical survey to test a number of areas where we had soil sampling before. We wanna try and identify drill targets that's how I say, you know, we want to we want to explore with a view to making discoveries. So we're doing an IP survey right now. We're also going to be doing more soil sampling, kind of a blitz in, let's say, May-ish, June-ish, across much of the property, like aiming around 10,000 soil samples. So very significant program. And the idea is, given how large the property is, we want to firm up multiple regions or zones in which it would make sense to go eventually do drilling later this year. Um, there is this, you know, I mentioned there's, there's a 45 kilometer strike length through the property and a splay or a side street that's 20 kilometers. Well, that side street has indications of gold as well as copper. And so that's certainly somewhere it's called Jacob's pond. 
uh, is the main target there. That's certainly an area we want to do you know, all our homework before drilling in hopes of identifying multiple zones there. So, so certainly that's the top catalyst for the company exploration with a view to more you know, um, incremental discoveries. But ideally, of course, you eventually hope for some good hits in drilling to prove up what's under the ground. Uh, the second one, though, I'd also add is M&A. You know, I said we're an acquisitive company. I like doing deals. Um, we've snapped up much of the land that's available for the taking around Golden Rose. Uh, that said, you know, there's still the odd opportunity we'll look at in terms of what we could do to further consolidate the property. Um, so that at some point, you know, ideally we get to a position where there's there's really only Matador Marathon and, you know, True's Golden Rose as the the flagship assets along the this Cape Ray Valentine uh, Lake shear zone. And, you know, we'd like to be then, we're one of the, the only players you can look to when you want to invest in that area, whether as an investor or arguably more importantly as a mid-tier or major. Um, so what's the end game for True? Um, and how do you intend to de uh, deliver shareholder value? Yeah, I, I guess I guess my last sentence is along the lines of the end game. I, I can't, you know, you can't promise what's going to happen in years down the road. We still have our homework to cut out for us first. Um, but I think uh, certainly given the exploration plans, and, and we put out a press release about our exploration plans just, uh, just a couple of weeks ago on March 22nd, that's a very systematic way to exploring the property, uh, do more homework at the surface. Next step is identify drill targets based on all the homework and then go drill aggressively later this year. You know, and if we uh, the, kind of the more capital we have at the time, the more aggressively we'll drill uh, in order to hit what we would hope would be multiple discoveries. A lot of this property hasn't been there's It seemed kind of bits and pieces of exploration, but not a systematic program, not property wide. We've doubled the size of the property. So a lot of parts have never been looked at before. We want to firm those up over the course of the year so that we can be drilling later this year and identify what, identify what we'd hope would be new discoveries. We already have info out in the public domain about a high grade gold, silver, and copper samples in the north part of the property. Uh, we'd like to kind of drill that area and go get some hits underneath the ground in terms of drill intercepts that would prove up that there's actually something of merit worth exploring on other areas of the property. And so that's kind of a midterm catalyst and, and midterm end game. Discover, we're mineral explorer, let's make some discoveries from exploration. And then beyond that, I like, I like talking about M&A. So, you know, we just kind of see what opportunities, see how the chips fall at that point. If I think if we deliver some exploration meaningful exploration results and some new upside surprises, uh, I'd be confident that we'll be getting a lot more eyes on us, not only from investors, but in terms of end game, again, from mid tiers and majors. And I, and I know some are sniffing around the gold belt already. So, you know, it's not pure speculation. It's just a matter of delivering on our plan. So other people will see the work we're doing. Yes, yeah, certainly. Um, and lastly, what's the sort of outlook for the rest of this year? Um, and is there anything else that you sort of want to, to add um, about obviously what you're doing or about the company? Yeah, the, the outlook for this year, at least for the time being, is is more exploration. And like I said, if I can throw in any catalyst on the M&A front, especially property deals, you know, we'll look to do that. Um, anything else I want to add about the, the company? I mean, it, it's been impressed on me and I've learned because I, I certainly don't know it all. I'm learning the mineral exploration business as well from people much more seasoned than me, which I'm fortunate to be in that position. Uh, you have to deliver um, and you have to have a, a fundamentally good property. The best way you deliver and the best way you increase your odds of making a discovery is having the right team 
to, uh, to approach the property. Because if you get the wrong people, they're going to waste the money. They're not going to explore it properly. You just don't know how they're going to go about it, even if they have a good asset. We think we have a potential trophy asset, and we're going to do everything we can with the money and the team we have to explore it properly and to ultimately deliver a return for shareholders. I know sometimes share prices haven't moved in tandem with gold. You know, we've been hit with other Newfoundland explorers, although our share price is starting to rebound. We're doing, we're, we're approaching this the right way as a fun, as a business that has to be fundamentally approached, run with discipline. You know, we have things like budgeting, things like an organizational structure. We're trying to approach this as systematically and prudently as we can to give ourselves as a company and our shareholder base the opportunity for real discovery. And we hope, you know, upside and an exciting ride. Joe, really appreciate your time and uh, give us an, uh, obviously an overview of uh, True Precious Metals and obviously also giving us uh, an overview of Newfoundland and obviously what the, how attractive that um, location jurisdiction is. Um, there's obviously a lot of activity and you've managed to, uh, to take a piece of it and a, lot, a large piece of that. So obviously wish you well, wish you well in your endeavours. Um, maybe you want to come on to the podcast later this year or, or next year to give us an update. I'd love to. I think for anyone interested who's listened or watched this, if you want some more information, please check out our website, True Precious Metals, T-R-U, preciousmetals.com. We put a lot of effort on the website. You'll find all kinds of interesting images, maps, press releases on there, shareholder information. We have a corporate deck on there. And we've also got social media channels. Check us out on LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube. We've got all kinds of data on there, including stuff that's not in press releases if you want to get a more technical handle on what we're up to. So, you know, keep, uh, stay tuned and, and keep watching. And I would love the opportunity to come back once we've got some more updates to deliver. Yeah, no, I was just going to ask you what, are you across any social media platforms, but you bet you beat me to it. So yeah, we can include those in the show notes that accompanies the podcast as well. So uh, for easy access um, and obviously reach out to Joe if you have any, have any questions as well. More, I suppose you're more than happy to uh, answer any questions that, uh, any of our viewers may have. We love to hear from investors. Yeah. Oh, man. yeah, no worries. Um, and those that are listening, um, appreciate your time. Hope you can um, share and like this episode if you're watching it on the YouTube channel below. Um, obviously, listen to it on the podcast. Appreciate if you can uh, share this episode amongst your um, members of your team, members of your mining companies, for instance, um, so we can get this podcast out to, to more for more corners of the world and more more um, more countries. I mean, I think the podcast is in 170 plus countries at the moment. That's it. We can get a few more uh, countries on the on the board. So appreciate your continued support. And until next time, happy mining. Thank you for listening. Remember to reach out to Rob via the show notes and be sure to subscribe and leave a review. Until next time, happy mining helping each other to improve the mining industry.